tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. This podcast has been brought to you by Cuts by Candice. Candice Giss is a hairstylist that listens to your needs and will work with you to get the right look for you. With 18 years of experience, Candice is the premier stylist that I trust with my look. And right now, if you mention this ad when you make an appointment from now until the end of February 2019 and give our promo code GEEKOUT, you will get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candice on Facebook and Cuts underscore Candice on Instagram and start looking the best you, you can. On today's episode of Hey Mitch, I am talking to The Shade, a professional wrestler out of Las Vegas. I got to see him at a Revolt Wrestling event here in Yuma, Arizona back in November. I thought he put on a great show and I was super excited to interview him. He has an incredible story and I'm happy to bring him to the rest of you. So go out and follow him on all his social media. Once again, we say Geekly Radio a lot on the episode, but we are now Geekly Media. So remember that geeklymedia.com, Geekly Media on your social network feeds. Thank you and enjoy the interview. Hey, Mitch. Welcome back, everyone. We are here with another great interview. I have with me The Shade from Las Vegas. He is a professional wrestler. So, uh, could you say hi to everybody? Hello, everyone. How y'all doing? It's your boy The Shade. <laughs> so, uh, you wrestle out of Las Vegas. Is there uh, a, a group that you're with? Yes, there is. Uh, I'm part of a faction called The Sour Boys. It currently consists of uh, four wrestlers all together. There's myself, The Shade, Hollow Point, Shaggy McLovin, and Austin Hunter. And how long have you been with them? Uh, I've been with them for a year and two months now. And uh, how long have you been in, in the wrestling business? Like, how long is it? Is your career gone? Um, I'm a little, little, little over two years now. I started uh, September fifteenth, two thousand sixteen. And was uh, was that something that you've trained for? Is it something that you've always wanted to do? I first had the, the dream to be a professional wrestler when I was eight, uh, eight or nine years old, but I didn't think I'd ha- I had what it took until I actually tried it. Uh-huh. And then I, so I tried it, and I've, I fell in love with it ever since. And, I mean, what was it that made you go out and do it, like, just – got the nerve up to do it like was there someone that you were watching was it something that you saw um <clears throat> i was in vegas then my, my uh, friend a uh, hollow point was at, at a show and he told me to uh, stop by and come watch it so i came to the show and i was like that looks like a lot of fun i want to try that and so the very next day i began training at that same company and i haven't looked back since that's awesome that's that's a, that's a pretty good origin story right there <laughs> were, were you were you in i mean obviously you were into wrestling were you watching it uh on your own like was that a thing was that a activity you like to do every chance i got i was either watching it on tv watching stuff on youtube or even playing the video games like making characters to look like me to, as if i as if i was in the game was there was there uh was there a persona or a person or a wrestler that you you love to follow 
Uh, the uh, is the Undertaker. It was when he was doing the American Badass uh, persona. Okay, that's pretty good. I mean, that was an interesting time. Like then, when he decided to drop the Dead Man persona and went to the American Badass, right? Yeah, it it, it confused me, but I liked it a lot. <laughs> okay, so. Where, did you grow up with uh, like athletics? Did you do things like that to get um, ready for this? Like, is is that was that a part of your life before wrestling? Uh, most of my life, I played football and basketball. Uh, I was a lot better at, at football than basketball, um, but I always liked competitive, impactful sports. And did and uh, like what positions were you playing? Uh, when I first started, I played center, then they moved me to left guard, and then I kept getting called for holding, so they put me on defense as defensive end, and I did a lot better <laughs> as a person hitting somebody than blocking somebody. Right. So what, the conditioning for playing football and the conditioning for what you do now wrestling, how, how, does, how does the two compare? Um, wrestling, is, in my opinion, is a lot more uh, strenuous, but it – it's better for the long run of things. Okay. Because like you were, you can uh, start like timing your breathing better. Um, you can control your breathing a lot better, and you don't get as tired as fast. And when you're you're taking bumps, is it uh, is it help to uh, go back to the things that you learned while playing football, or does that does any of that translate over? Most definitely, like uh, the, the the time breathing or whatever. Like because if you're if you try to hold your breath while getting slammed down you're gonna knock the air right out of you and it's gonna be hard to get your air back so like if you like breathe out as you're falling it helps you regain your uh, breath again and get back up oh awesome i you know that's something that i didn't, I didn't think about that having uh, the air out of you while you, when you take a bump is would probably be the best is uh is there a time is there something that surprised you when you went into training for being a professional wrestler something that you didn't think that uh was a part of wrestling in general learning how to fall yeah <laughs> believe it or not because like we like when you fall you, 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 you like you out of habit try to catch yourself with your arms or whatever and i found out if you do that at the wrong time you, you you'll injure yourself you get a torn rotator's cuff you break your arm or break anything pull anything if you try to catch yourself have you had any major injuries since starting um none that were self-caused okay um <laughs> i've been injured by other wrestlers by accident uh but i'm still here they're still wrestling so <laughs> <laughs> so then that i mean obviously that brings up a topic of like how important it is to train with other people and practice and stuff like that since you're you're putting a lot of trust in another person when you're getting the ring with them so how long does it take usually to build up that type of rapport with another wrestler um it it varies in my opinion like there are people who i go to training with i see i see them like constantly so i have no no fear taking any moves from them training with them at all and then like when i travel to other companies i'll, I'll ask like people how long they've been training or, or how often they train and depending on their answers it, it limits what moves i'm willing to take okay <clears throat> when you when you're traveling do you usually go and check out like uh some of their their social media or their uh you know youtube videos to see what kind of moves they do i do i'll find out who i'm facing i'll look them up i'll go to their facebook i'll go to their instagram um 
their Twitter. I'll see what they've posted, what I or what I can find through other people who have faced them and and stuff like that. So that way, I, I have a like a small idea of what I'm getting myself into. And how how important would you say social media is to up and coming wrestlers like yourself? It's very very important, like extremely important, because then you know like what to say when you're cutting a promo on them. Mm-hmm. So you're not like just out there saying stuff that doesn't make sense. You can say stuff that relates to you and them and what you guys are doing together. And how, how often is it that you're traveling to other cities and stuff like that? Every weekend I'm out of Vegas. Every weekend. So, I mean, do you have do you have uh, matches in Vegas often too? I do have matches in Vegas. Um, my next match here in Vegas is January 5th at Versus Pro Wrestling. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, me and my tag team partner, Hollow Point, have been on a roll lately. We're going we're to try to keep that going. And so going back to training, how, how, how often is it that you train practice? <clears throat> At least once a week, I try to get it, I try to get in there. If not, I'll uh, link up with, with some vets in the business. Uh, it goes by the, by the name of Funny Bone. He has really taken me under his wing when it comes to training and setting up matches and stuff like that. And what is uh, consistent of a uh, training session? Say again? Like what, 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 what happens in a training session, if I can ask that? Um, we go over bumps, like bumping correctly, bumping and feeding correctly, uh, doing moves safely and correctly, building up the matches so it's like a roller coaster effect. Uh-huh. Um, so, so it leaves the fans in like suspense type of thing. So it's not just about uh, practicing the physicality, it's also practi- practicing your showmanship and your, your storytelling. Correct. What, so did you have any experience beforehand with that, before going into wrestling, of, of being a, a showman or an entertainer, or, you know, doing theater or anything like that? Um, in high school, I did uh, theater for two years. Um, and so, like, that came kind of natural to me, uh, to make, making people laugh, which... I still have, somehow still have, and I, I use it to my advantage at, at all costs. Um, and I think that's what helps helps uh, the fans like relate to me when they see me out in the ring. So is that was that uh, was that also in your was wrestling in your purview when you were doing stuff in theater? Was it, was that like a I'm gonna I'm gonna use this to learn how to be a better performer? No, uh, I I kept those two things separate. Because I didn't think I'd ever be able to become a wrestler because I didn't think I had what it, what it took. Um, but with me doing that stuff in high school, I was able to bring it back out for wrestling. Oh, very, that's awesome. It's very transferable. So when uh, you're out there, you're, you're putting on your persona. Well, let's talk about your persona first or your, your character or however you want to put it. But how, how did you come up with something like that? How did you come up with uh, that idea? Uh, the, with the persona I have right now, uh, I just based it off my everyday life. Like I, like, like I said, I like, like, like me to make people laugh. I love music and I like dancing. So I was able to combine them all together and pour it, and put it into my wrestling uh, persona, and it sparked like a fire. And would you consider yourself uh, a heel or a face or neither or, um, or something in between? It honestly, like, I, I like to say face, but there are some. Some companies who want me as a heel, so I try to turn it heelish, but I still end up getting cheered, which I guess isn't a bad thing, you know. <laughs> um, 
but I think I'm more of a face when it comes like the, down to the nitty gritty of it. Is that would you prefer to be a face or would you prefer to be a heel? Face is so much easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so at least for me, it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're a person that's personable, then it's gonna be easy to get the crowd to go on your side, right? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, what would what would be something that you would be looking forward to do in the ring that you haven't done yet? Uh, I want to step outside my comfort zone a little bit because I'm afraid of heights. Um, I don't exactly know why. I just always am. <laughs> so I want to like I want to have a ladder match in 2019. Um, I want to do or a cage match, something that 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 like, will force me to conquer another fear while doing what I love to do. Do you, do you did you have any do you? When you're in the ring, do you have any influences, like people that you, you or wrestlers that you thought like this is that's kind of what I want to do? That's uh that's the the like the actions I want to do. Yes, um, I be, some of my moves is based off of R Truth, Gold Dust, Val Venus, and <coughs> and um, Damian Mizdow. Okay. Or well, not not Mizdow, but I, I call him Damian Mizdow because that's. Where he first like caught my interest was when he's doing the stuff with Miz. His 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 regular name was Damian Sandow, but I, I just keep calling him Mizdow. <laughs> well, I mean that's awesome. So, what is it that, what is the type of wrestler that you want to be, or that you are? Um, I'm more of a of a power, like I I like to, I like to throw people around the ring. Yeah. Uh. I try to make them get out of their comfort zone without them noticing I'm trying to do that. Uh, I'm very practical. Like, I always try to make people laugh throughout the whole match. Like, I'll even joke with the ref <laughs> and try to get the ref to crack. I mean, when I, you were down here in Yuma, you were down. You were actually sitting in the the seats with us, right next to us. So I thought that was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> Now, at the end of that that night, there was the giant like uh, battle royale. You know, was that yes? Was that something that is easy to perform, or is that something that's difficult since there's so many people in the ring? The crowd controlled battle royal was the first time I've ever been in that type of match. Um, I was confused all the way up until that match of what uh, how the match was gonna go. Um, cause I didn't. Because it was explained to me how 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 it was gonna how it was gonna work until, as it started eliminating people, but the the hardest part was not knowing if the crowd was gonna pick you or not. Because mm. um, Yeti was in there, Monster was ringside, the two biggest people in Revolt HIW, and they love to throw people around more than I do. <laughs> I was like, hopefully they don't pick me because they're gonna throw me around like a rag doll. <laughs> um, Josh Archer had the smart idea of hiding under the ring. Smart guy with for that one. <laughs> but that that match definitely made me think. Like, I had to try to try to st uh, strategize against the two biggest people there, and it, it wasn't easy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, I just lot. You have any any particular stories, like any horror stories, or maybe you know feel good stories that you would you've had so far in your career that you, you'd like to pass along? Like, was there something that you saw that you just went, oh, my goodness? Um, 
here in Vegas is a superstar named Chris Bay. Uh huh. He's he started about a month before I did, and he had this uh this phrase for 2018 called 20 Bayteen. <laughs> uh, saying like it was going to be his year, and he 100% made it his year. He did a whole bunch of things quickly, like quickly. Uh, it, it really shocked and amazed me. And now, <clears throat> at this past uh, FSW um, show at Samstown, he became FSW World Heavyweight Champion. And that would, like, that hit, you know? I was, I'm, I'm so proud of that dude. I really am. That's awesome. All right, so other than a ladder match or a, a cage match here in the next year, are there any other uh, short-term goals that you, you're, you're wanting to hit, that you're, you're striving towards? I want to hit uh, as many companies and cities and states in 2019 as possible. Um, even if that means I got to go from bus to bus to bus or plane to plane to plane or Uber to Uber to Uber, <laughs> I want to get it done. <laughs> so so you're willing to go all over the nation, not just maybe in this uh, southwest area? Correct. Like, uh, I'm I'm set to go to Mexico in March. Uh, so that's a, a big a big step. Yep. So I, I do you have you had a lot of experience with uh, uh, Mexican style wrestling? Uh, a little bit, not enough to feel comfortable. But the more I do it, the more I'll eventually get comfortable with it. You're gonna throw in some high flying moves with you for for your your routine. Um, I'm, I'm, I thought about it. I do a top rope leg drop, and then I started diving a little bit more. But I want to expand that more. But I just got to get the confidence to to pull it off, you know. The first time you got into the ring, was there any big surprises about the ring itself, like like the structure of it or anything like that that you didn't know about beforehand? Yes, that ring is no trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is hilarious. Um, whenever people think that that's exactly what it is, and it's like obviously not. It is nowhere close. Uh, I took my first bump and I just laid there for like five minutes trying to catch my breath. Like, what am I getting myself into? This is not what, it, what I thought it was. <laughs> how how unforgiving are the ropes? Um, this might sound funny, but it it to totally makes sense. The harder you hit the ropes, the less they hurt. Really? Yes. The harder you hit the ropes, the mat, the turnbuckles, all that. The harder you hit them, the less it hurts you. <laughs> well, that's definitely incentive to go all in then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, do you have uh, what they would call a finisher and a signature? I do. Uh, I call it the shade drop. No no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> what it is, it's a, a pump handle into an emerald flosion. Okay. And that's your finisher or your signature? That's my finisher. Uh a signature of mine would be my left arm clothesline. Um, I call it Shady Timbers because I throw it like I'm throwing a baseball. And you, if you get hit by it, you're going down like a tree no matter what. Uh, is there is there a, a move that you're 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 looking to practice at or try or in the near future? Yes, I want to do a um, an exploder from the top rope. I do it in the ring, like on the mat, but mm -hmm. I want to do it towards someone's on the top rope. I jump up there like uh, Shelton Benjamin can do and hit it from there. 
Well, that should that should be pretty pretty exciting then. It should be a a real showstopper. Oh yeah. Is <laughs> there ever been a, a moment when you felt like uh, when you were in the ring you felt like something wasn't safe? Uh yes. Uh, I was out at a, an HIW show in Arizona, and as I was making my entrance, I like bounced around the ring to check for any uh, bad places, and there was one side that was a little uncomfortable, and I tried to relay it to the ref to tell the other person, but there's miscommunication. And so we're moving into a spot that was on that side of the ring, and I had to stop, like stop him from doing his thing to move him to a different side to do his move. And it confused him, but then after why, afterwards, after I told him why, it made sense to him. Because mm. if he would have done that at that spot, he probably would have broke his neck. Yikes. Yeah, that's so. Yeah. I mean, that brings up another thing. Like, h- how do you guys practice on having to improv something like that or switch up something on the fly? Like, is uh, is it just all communication, or do you do you come up with like things to say beforehand to be like, oh, okay, this means this or anything like that? Yes. Um, one of my trainers is, is Tim Bodie, uh, also known as Kazarni from WWE, and he taught us how to. Uh, always have a backup plan. Uh-huh. So, like, say someone was, was was supposed to give me a certain move, I could. I always told him beforehand if I do this instead, that means that, that something else is happening because of something else happened. Right. So, always have an audible or a, a backup plan that matches. Very cool. So, how much of story building is it that when you're when you're trying to develop your character or going into these other uh, companies that, you know, you don't normally work with, like how much of your story building do you throw in there? I throw as much as possible. Um, I'll even like cut promos and backtrack history events. Okay. To help people better understand what's, what's, uh, what's, what's being set up. Very cool. How, how much do you communicate with the, the wrestler beforehand? Um, I'll either message them if I've like, Never met them personally. Right. I'll message them about a week ahead, and I'll I'll send them clips of stuff I do, and vice versa. And then if it's people I I know that I've met met or seen wrestle several times, then I'll just wait till we get there, and I like I'll tell you it's like hit me with this, hit me with that. I'll do this. Like we 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 all know each other's uh, move set. Okay. And and usually like, I mean. I don't know how much inside baseball you want to get with it or, you know, and I'll, I can cut this out if you want, but, uh, like, how much of it do you pre-plan of the match? A majority of it. Yeah? A majority of it. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, 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 I don't see why you wouldn't. I, I would think you'd want the least amount of surprises as possible, so it's it, it, it's, yeah. it's your neck on the line. <laughs> Is uh, is there, is there a certain company that you want to work with that's not the big ones? Um, yeah, there's a Outbreak Wrestling that's out in Pennsylvania. I want to hit. Um, there's a there's a Reno Wrestle Factory. There's um, Devotion that's that that just popped up in Utah. Uh. I want to hit definitely um, 
CWFA Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and from, and from Arizona. They had two of them. Uh, and then Best of the West are the ones I, I, I really want to hit. Do they have, is there a big, like, convention or event that, you know, gets a lot of different little companies together? Like in a, like, yeah. in, like once a year or something? Correct. Out here in Vegas, we have uh, an event called CAC where it's, uh, <coughs> it's called a cauliflower, cauliflower, it's like a tongue twister for me, <laughs> cauliflower alley, uh, connection, CAC. Uh, they come out here, uh, they have a three day, three day wrestling event and then a whole bunch of seminars. So a whole bunch of companies all over come down at the, uh, gold coast, put on, put on shows, seminars, meet and greets, stuff like that. So is that usually for people that are in the industry or is that people for that, or is that like open to the public so that, you know, bystanders or not bystanders, but, uh, spectators can come, come into spectators. Can, yep. It's open for everybody. Yeah. Is it, what, what goes on at that? Like other than, I mean, who, who do you, who could you possibly see at a seminar like that? Uh, last year, Shawn Michaels came, um, this year, Mark Henry is coming to receive an, uh, to receive an award. Uh, you can see Sabu, um, D'Lo Brown, Jake the Snake Roberts, uh, Rob Van Dam, John Morrison. When when is that? Um, it happens every year. Uh, I believe it's, if 2019, I want to say it's May second, third, and fourth. No, don't quote me on that, but okay. I'm pretty sure that that's the dates. Well, I'm sure I'm sure people can go look it up if they if they need to. Now, correct. Uh, do, when the the past stars come come into things like that, like what kind of information do they pass along to the younger wrestlers like yourself? Um, to take chances with our with our stuff, like don't ever hold back, like because if, if you don't try it, you never learn if it's good or bad, you know. That's interesting. That's interesting. You know, for you know, you know, I imagine the, the older stars like the ones you mentioned. You know, having been through a lot of injuries and stuff like that, still telling younger ones to always take chances because I assume that's you know that's the business. Correct. Yeah. So, all right, talking about wrestling, what what what's some other things that you love to geek out about? What do you, what are you what are you into? What's your your geekdom? Um. What really gets me, uh, I, I just, it's probably everyone's favorite answer or whatever. Uh, the way I see people hit Canadian destroyers out of nowhere is pretty, <laughs> like, uh, I follow this wrestler named Eli Everfly. Um, he's from Santino Bros in California. And I, I've seen him hit that out of random random ways with, like, different sized people, and I just lose my, all of it. I'm just like, I it mind blows me how he's able to do all that. So what what exactly is a Canadian destroyer? Is that what you said? Yeah, Canadian destroyer. Uh, I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> mm. Where where does the move start at? It starts uh, from a, a power bomb setup. Okay. Um, and then you and go the person, into. So say I ha I have someone in the power bomb setup. Right. And then the person who I have does a backflip while I do a front flip and they land on my legs on their head type of thing. It's like a front flip pile driver, I guess you could call it. <laughs> well, that's definitely, that move, that's definitely interesting. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so, well, but but outside of wrestling, what what's something that you geek out about? I'm a big sports fan, as you can tell. I'm a big Patriot fan. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. We're gonna so, have to end this interview now. If you're a Patriots fan, no, just joking. No, nah, no worries, no worries. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like I, I follow football a lot. Uh, so I'm working out for football. Um, were you Were you from the, Are you from Were you from the East Coast? Or you always been in Las Vegas? Or uh, born and raised in Vegas. Okay. How How I became a Patriot fan is my middle school's mascot was a Patriot, and I found out there's a football team too. I was like, cool. I'm gonna be a Patriot fan. Now. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's just as good. I I'm a Niners fan. I've been to San Francisco once in my life. It's it's literally just because my mother was a Cowboys fan that I became a uh, Niners fan. I just wanted to go against her. There you go. <laughs> so so football. You know, you're you're watching it. Um, you're rooting for the Patriots. You know. Probably coming off of last year, last couple of years, last decade, you're 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 feeling pretty great. I am, I am. Uh, last Super Bowl has me a little frustrated still, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and anything else? Any... The Eagles deserve it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, kind of sort of. So certain players deserve it, not the whole team. How about that? There you uh, go. I'll go with that. Um. Uh, Besides football and sports, I I like motorcycles a lot. Um, I've owned three in my life. Um, I like just cruising on the highway, but it's it's it's, it's kind of hard out here in Vegas because not everyone knows how to drive correctly. <laughs> well, you got a lot of people from different states too, I imagine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, daily I see plates from from all a whole bunch of different states. <laughs> Can I, I mean, if this is too personal, can I ask if you have a, a day job or? Uh, yeah, I, I do landscaping okay. on the side. Um, it, it works out perfectly for sort of all this wrestling schedule. That's cool. Is it? It's uh, like, is it big corporate jobs? Or are you talking about residentials? Both. We do both. Okay. All right. Uh. Movies, video games, TV shows, anything like that? Believe it or not, I don't watch many movies because I keep falling asleep during them. <laughs> and I only watch TV for football or wrestling. Uh, video games, I play Madden. I play uh, the 2K uh, basketball. I play all the uh, WWE games. I play NASCAR, believe it or not. I, I used to be a big NASCAR fan, but then Jeff Gordon retired, and I was like, Okay, I'm done. <laughs> so then, and then speaking of uh, speaking of wrestling, then are you like up to date with the stuff that's on television? Usually, I have fallen behind lately, but I uh, watch on Hulu. Plug to Hulu, to Hulu. Uh, <laughs> I uh, watch on there, uh, like quick recaps of what's happening. So when I'm so when I watch the pay per views, I'm not confused on what the heck I missed. And I mean, is there any particular storyline that you're you're really into? Is there any anything you're really all about at the moment? Um, the only one that has really has my attention right now is uh, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles because they turned Daniel Bryan heel out of nowhere. It's kind of <laughs> cool. Um, so I'm looking forward to that match. Uh, and that match happens tonight at uh, TLC. 
And then the other one I'm interested in is Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. So I, I, I haven't really kept up with wrestling in a very long time. Well, at least not the, you know, up the bigger ups. But didn't, like, wasn't Daniel Bryant, like, having to quit because he was injured? Like, he couldn't be in the ring anymore? Yeah, he was forced to retire. And then I guess after years and years and years of seeing doctors and everything, they finally told him that he's cleared. Oh, okay. And so they brought him back. All right. Interesting. Um, do you do you remember a a, a storyline or a certain match from when you were a kid that that really you know is the, is the memory that you have of wrestling? Yeah, um, it was a, when Chavo Guerrero, uh, Jr. was feuding with Rey Mysterio. Uh, I don't know the exact year, but it, I want to say it was like. The Great American Bash because it was around Fourth of July. Uh, it was a SmackDown leading up to that pay per view. I was watching right after we were done with the fireworks, and I had known about how close they were personally. So the fact that they were able to do this storyline so well had me really hooked. So do you just think that uh, through the idea, the, the fact that they, they were so close, it was able to get you drawn in? Like the idea that, I mean, I guess that's kind of peering behind the, the, the curtain of the whole thing. You, you knew that these two had a huge history of, of their families being together and stuff like that. And, and the hatred that they were showing on, the, on screen wasn't exactly what it was. Right. So is that something that you, you, you'd want to emulate? Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. What's the What's the best part of when you get out on the ring? Entertaining the fans. Yeah, making people laugh. Yeah, yeah. Because like I could be having a like a, a bad day, bad week, whatever. But when I get in the ring, it all goes away, and it's like a a whole, whole different scene that's, that's going on. And it it, it just helped. When you were watching it when you were a kid, was it was it a uh, a group thing? Was that something that you did with your friends, or is that just something you did on your own? I was by myself when I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just sat, sat there and, and watched it all go down on your yep. own. I'd have alarms going off right like five minutes before the show came on, so, so, so in case I forgot, <laughs> alarm would go off. Like, oh, I'm gonna watch TV. All right. Very cool. Um, would you like to plug some of your social media? Yeah, uh, you guys can follow me on Facebook at the Shade D A S H A D E. Um, it's not a fake account; it's, it's real. Facebook tells people it's fake sometimes. It's real, I promise. <laughs> um, my Instagram is the Shade as well, but it's D A two underscores then S H A D E. Uh, and same for my uh, Twitter; it's the Shade. <laughs> Go figure, right? <laughs> um, also, if you guys are in town in Vegas at some point, look up FSW Future Stars of Wrestling versus pro wrestling also the band dim dim stands for death in motion uh one of the wrestlers in vegas is is uh, the lead singer of that band so wow. give him a quick shout out there <laughs> <laughs> well that that's awesome and thank you so much for coming on the show and and talking with me and uh i i hope to see you again and is there this this show might come out it's probably gonna come out in the beginning of february so is there do you know of an event that you're going to be having sometime in February or maybe March? I don't have exact details on those. Um, like I said, March is when I go to Mexico for, for, for about three days. 
Um, I know I'll be back at Revolt in February. February 18th or 19th. I'll be back in Revolt at Numa. Uh, but I don't have anything set for March yet. Okay, well, yeah, definitely everybody will keep a, a eye on your social media, and I'm sure you'll you'll keep us all abreast of, of what what's happening. But once again, thank you for for coming in and, and spending time with us. Um, if you'd like to get talk to me on Twitter, you can find me at at Mitchipedia G E R. The rest of Geekly Radio is at Geekly Radio on Twitter, at Geekly Radio on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geekly Radio is our Facebook page. Check out all our archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geekly Radio Network.com. So this is Hey Mitch on the Geekly Radio Network saying, always remember to geek out. Geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. This podcast has been brought to you by Cuts by Candice. Candice Giss is a hairstylist that listens to your needs and will work with you to get the right look for you. With 18 years of experience, Candice is the premier stylist that I trust with my look. And right now, if you mention this ad when you make an appointment from now until the end of February 2019 and give our promo code GEEKOUT, you will get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candice on Facebook and Cuts underscore Candice on Instagram and start looking the best you you can.